I'm Tamara McDaniel, and uh, we're here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign, corner of Springfield and Duncan. So come on out and join us if you can. You can also phone in to join us at 217-356-9397 or text 217-351-5357. And you can speak to our experts that include Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Hey, morning, Marianne. John Weisgarver. Hi. Morning, Tamara. Mr. Steve Brown. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm in love with that yellow thing in the shopping oh, cart behind Mr. <laughs> Weisgarver's head. I think that's going to go home with me. <laughs> is, so is that cool. pretty? Tacomia? Yeah. Tacomia or Tacoma? Tacoma. Tacoma, actually. But you were very close, Steve. We knew what you meant. I was just judging. That's by the, the beauty of botanical. Vehicle. T-E, Number though, right? Not T-A? T-E. Tacoma. I was just reading about it. It's actually it's a truck. in the trumpet vine family. It it has that kind of appearance. The flower does that trumpet vine uh, kind of. Yes. So this is a tropical plant here. Tropical. It's yellow. Perfect and for it's, containers. It's pruned like a tree. I it think is. that's an 85 mile an hour yellow, not 65. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's as yellow as any forsythia with a larger flower. Uh, absolutely stunning. And not Almost as tall as me. Not. <laughs> uh, might be taller. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so cool in a container, and then you plant other things at the base. Underneath of it, yeah. Oh, that's, my goodness. I think yeah. that's going to be the plan. It'd be a show off. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Royal Blue Pot. Here um, we yes. come. Yes. I'm just thinking in a container on its own, it's a showstopper. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I'm finally, for the first time, feeling like. I could start stacking plants in the driveway. Yeah. Start start actually selecting, say, hey, I'm yes. impressed with this. I got to get that. Oh, I don't want this to be gone. Yes. Yada, yada, yada. Yes. So, that stash, uh, that plant stash. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, keep them outside. I doubt if I'd have to bring them inside at all. But just get them acclimated to the wind and being out of a greenhouse that environment makes, for makes a, a week or 10 days. Yeah. And then when it's right, get them in the ground. Yep. I, I just, I risked it and took my Zone 7 stuff out of my Zone 7 garage Oh, last week, and I've, I've been, been okay with what it. What would Zone 7 be, like Florida? Oh, no, Kentucky-ish. Oh, okay. Ish. Okay, not quite as far down as I thought. No. Florida would be closer to 9 and 10 and yeah. 11 and... Okay. Et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I see. So the but numbers get bigger. The closer with, to the equator. With the warmer, yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not, not zone five. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what we are. <laughs> this is true. So what did you bring out of your greenhouse, so to speak? A lagrostromia. <laughs> okay. Crepe myrtle. <gasps> oh. With a really deep purple leaf and a bright red flower oh. cluster. They're, they're really pretty. I, I, some of it did. I don't know how because we weren't any colder than normal this this last year. But uh, one stem did burn, but the rest of it looks fabulous. I had a um, well several trees like that that just I just didn't want to risk leaving them protected outdoors, so they're protected ish indoors. Virtually it, guaranteed to make it. You Virtually said guaranteed. It was burned from what the cold? Just the cold. Okay, like freezer burn kind of. Yeah, freezer, freezer burn. Well, yeah, that's what it yeah, is. Freezer it was freezer right. burn. I, absolutely it was. Okay, John. You I, have a chocolate mimosa, don't you? I did, and it got too big. I got tired of carrying it in uh. and out. 
But those are fun too. Yeah. Um, it just it's texture that you just don't find with a lot of things, you know. But no. it's a it's with a tree that anything. Yeah. Well, that's true. Um, well, maybe there's some perennials that would have that kind of texture, but not so much. Few and far between. But just just not too far south of us, they grow. Mm-hmm. Just you know, yeah. Not all your tr- yeah, you're not exactly necessarily trying to get four or five zones ahead. Oh you're gosh, just, no. You're, you know, even a zone or two would yeah. make a difference in yeah. terms of you being able to expand your enjoyment of plants. And and probably most of them I could leave out most winters, but then there'd be that one winter that would get them. Yeah. So, but I I know you know I've I've a the opportunity to put them in a protected area on the east side of my house and I could mulch them well and they still get moisture but they don't get the wind and they get a little bit of sun and I have I have just that right space nice but not going to be that right space every year I just have to giggle because well yes maybe not that's the right word but chuckle anyway because so many people call in wanting a crepe myrtle yeah especially in this area we're very close to being able to do them but not quite and again some years you might be able to get away with it and there's a big difference between having a shrub form that might get spanked down to close to the ground yeah you know or to the ground like a butterfly bush or something like that and, and re-emerge and having these trees yeah because I mean, people fall in love with the trees they don't fall in love with the shrubs typically and um, that's just not going to happen here you just take what you can yeah okay. that's right all right Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number, or you can text us at three five one five three five seven for plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. So, let me just uh, throw out there as far as what's you have available, almost everything. Pretty much. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to think. It's, it's about about the only thing that I that I know of that surfaced this week. We just found out a couple of days ago that the Cleopatra cannas and some of the other cannas from that same grower had a crop issue, and uh, they're going to be severely reduced in availability in terms of quantity, and delayed three or four weeks. Mm. So we've been talking about those Cleopatras, uh, which mm. are the that canna that's sometimes yellow, sometimes red, sometimes yellow, red stripe, stripe splotched, whatever. Yep. The leaves are chocolate and green and in different sorts. Um, that was part of the problem. So they're going to be delayed three or four weeks, plus they're going to be severely limited in number. So if you got your eyes in one and you see one somewhere, snatch yeah, it up. Get it. Uh, and hopefully we'll have some in three or four weeks. Yeah, hopefully. Cool. And other than that, I think like everything, you know, we talked about perennials. You've got a great selection now. It's going to get even bolstered more over the next few days. Yep. But you've got an incredible selection right now. Roses, you got everything. You got roses. Yep. Right? Yep. Herbs, we have everything. Yep. Vegetables, we have almost everything, like 99.9%. And I think flowers, you're 120%. Maybe. Yeah, and it, it's just the availability goes in and out too. So every day. If now you, you got a whole lot. You, you got a whole it. lot of in yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I just wanted to show you the uh, Tamra. This um, John just got this in this morning. This is like fresh off the truck. Is that a beautiful combination oh, pot? Oh yes. It's um, like. I just want to say like, blush. Well, I'll tell you what the name of it is. What is the yes. name? Beach sunset. Does I that say it all? See that. Yeah. The, it's, the, it's one of those great combinations that Proven Winners puts together. Uh, it's a combination of Petunia, Calabricoa, and Verbena. John's favorite plant. Mm-hmm. And it's all in the peach yellow. 
orange colorations. Yes. Kind of a sunset. Yeah, thing. perfectly Actually, named. it does look like sunset. Perfectly named. And wishing that you were at the beach. Huh. Yeah. And, and all different hues. So not just yes. one hue. Right, exactly. Just the way you put that cart together, the top layer between that and this new column-shaped oh. hibiscus. Oh. oh, my gosh. Camera, wait. You're just going to love this. This is just too much. Oh, my goodness. Look at the colors shooting out of the center of uh, look that at, look, at all, look at all the buds. Oh. All the way from the, the base of the stems oh my in a column all the way up. That's what, Can you a, about two and a half feet? Two feet, two and a half feet tall. And so, so yeah, we've all been familiar with over the years the, the topiary type, the, the tree form. It's been pruned into the tree. Well, this has been shaped into a column, like a, a upright, straight-up column, which is so cool. Nice. So you're going to have flowers uh, vertically all the way up. That's wonderful. Isn't and you fabulous? can extend it. You could keep on going and keep that, sh that shape if you wanted oh, to. Oh, heck yeah. You have the uh, the center that's just such a deep dark purple. It's almost black. Yeah. And then from there, it, it gradiates to a lighter purple, and then an orange and a yellow and a pink in there somewhere, and bits of red and very pretty. It it looks really good with this this combination pot that we well, just brought. Well, that's why I, that <laughs> yes. whole that whole grouping uh, that you put together between yes. the. Tacoma and the... Uh, this just looks fake. It's yeah. so pretty and perfect. <laughs> but okay. I'll just, I know it isn't fake. I'll just take the basket home. I should the say. whole shopping yeah, cart. Yeah. Well, and, and not to mention that that Vermillionaire, Kufia, oh, you know what? looks I, pretty darn good with it, too. I Did we mention that this is a, an hibiscus that oh, we've no, been discussing? Oh, no, I don't discussing? think we did say that. No. Oh, yeah, okay. we should say that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <Duh. laughs> this is an hibiscus that we've been discussing. Because we got, we got a, 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 what, a, like this big truck full of hibiscus come in yesterday it was just amazing beautiful stuff well the other things in it too this tacoma and some uh, uh several other beautiful tropicals a couple came thousand in. more ferns ish oh yeah. those kimberly's are kimberly queen ferns mm. and the big ones so that's the other yeah. thing that the were ones. short uh, the, the smaller Very 10 nice. inch the smaller 10 inch pots of kimberly queens didn't make it next the, week maybe the 200 that were supposed to be loaded and unloaded yesterday. Oops. Didn't make it on the truck. So Oops. we got some 14s that are probably, 14-inch pots that are probably three and a half feet tall, yeah, maybe easy. four three feet in diameter. Yeah. Yep. Just easy. insane. Yeah. Drop dead gorgeous. And yeah. we'll have some more smaller ones uh, Monday. Cool. You guys ready for a text? Sure. We're ready. All right. This one says, I believe you're supposed to keep daffodil leaves after the flowers die in order to fortify next year's blooms. But do the withered leaves have to be exposed to air and sun in order to provide the nutrients? Or can you cover them up with soil and plant on top of them? Well, yeah, let's bulbs, turn this right? answer over to the abuser of spring bulbs, Marianne <laughs> Metz. Abuser. Okay, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Um, yeah, you are supposed. To, you should keep the leaves on. Um, they should be exposed uh, to the air and sunlight. They, they need to go through the photosynthesis process uh, to build up the energy and, and, and the storage units for the bulb. Um, it, it's just what has to happen, uh, unless you're in my yard. <laughs> and when they're done flowering, I just whack them off. <laughs> Yeah. I know there's people fainting when I say that, but I I don't like the look of it. I and and I've my yard has changed so much that I don't have the plants that cover up, or or kind of diminish the look of that 
um, dying leaf. But yeah, it's important to keep them there for. Uh, Do you let them stay starch. for a week or two or anything like no. that? Or are you just whacking them right away? Oh I, man, pretty much. <laughs> Do Do you feel like? But they come back every year. <laughs> noticeably changing the performance of the plant uh the tulips yes i do sure so but the daffs are daffodils are, are pretty good they they come back pretty strong i i probably would have a much better crop of them if i left the foliage on so, so the answer to the texture is <clears throat> yes let those leaves stay on as long as yeah. you possibly can which could be into june sometime yeah. and then let them dry up naturally on their own and that way you'll have the most robust healthiest uh, yes. Bulbs for yeah. the following year. You know, I've yep, even absolutely. seen people with the, like the daffodil, the the strappy leaf uh, bulbs. After they flower, they'll they'll take the the leaves and bend them over and tie them to make Stewart them look thing. cute. Yeah. <laughs> really? Seriously? Yeah. Which which hmm. isn't good, but it would be better than just whacking it's, them off. It's better than whacking them off. At least you'd have some yeah. leaves out there. Absolutely. Producing yeah. food reserves for the next year. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, my my resolution is to try and leave the leaves on as long as I can this year. Mm. More, more than a couple of days, you know. <laughs> and we'll just see how so, well you yeah, do. We'll see. So resolutions <laughs> usually <laughs> are broken, but, but anyway. I'll give but her a shot. That is, it is a hard thing because, um, and I've kind of gotten into this new thing since I've moved to my property a few years ago, where it's, it's very natural. And, you know, if you're used to living in town and you know you want your yard to be perfect and green the all the time look, yeah. and i'm slowly transitioning into hey it's okay for that area to be to be weedy oh, or natural. or yeah with the emphasis on slowly <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just can't help yourself. But you have to kind of transition into that. You know? Yeah. And it, it all depends I think it's on where more you, put you your... slowly adapting to having it, not so much the ground yeah. adapting to. It. <laughs> hey, the leaves look great. You know, it's the ground cover. Great. Yeah. Well, Until they're yellow and brown. And, and haven't the bulbs been outstanding this spring? They have been oh, so pretty. Oh, my gosh. Just all all the flowering trees. Yeah. yeah. Everything's just been beautiful because we've had this cool weather and wet weather. They've just responded beautifully, haven't they? Oh. They have. Well, and that's where I was going with my comment because I have this huge patch, uh, naturalized area with that has the snowdrop, the oh, galanthus. Nice. And then we are just coming off the daffodils. Yeah. And now I get the Mertensia or the Virginia bluebells. and But it's all kind of, you know, f those two are sort of fading out, and, but then you have the other flowers to distract. And yeah. It actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. I'll so, bet. yeah, I haven't been in and whacking anything off. <laughs> While we're on the subject of yards and how they can be messy, mine always has so many sticks from the trees and just... Uh, and I feel silly, like gathering them and then taking them to the land, the the recycling center, and then going and buying mulch and then bringing it home. Have any of you dealt, like, tried a wood chipper? I was mm -hmm. pricing them out online. Yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking, you know, what if I could just throw those sticks right through and then they'd be my mulch? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and you kind of get what you pay for with those, as far as heavy duty. So, okay, with your personality, you could probably get by with a, uh, um, not a real large one, because you're not going to be Correct. trying to force this three-inch diameter branch branch into something that's not rated for that. Right. However, some of us, particularly Marianne and myself, 
might not be suited for that because we might be trying to shove that three-inch branch. <laughs> Take that. John would be more careful. John would, John would be all right. Okay. So you know what? You may be in luck because I might have a wood chipper that we could make arrangements with. Ew. Because I am saving all my sticks for the fire pit. Oh, my husband did that. But we never used them for the fire pit. Now we have a whole lot of sticks, and we have a need for mulch. John, thank you. Yes, we'll talk after the show. Let's, okay, so, let's make a deal. <laughs> so, but but it's good to know that because yes, they can either be quite expensive or they they yeah. do have the cheaper models. Oh yeah. And I didn't know if the cheaper models would be okay. And the cheaper models are fine for but, small sticks and for leaf debris and stuff like that, but. Yeah. Okay. Not for any size. You just got to know how you're going to use it. Yeah. yeah. That's. I used to use mine. I had it here in town, and I, I used it for leaves and small sticks. And it, were, it was great. Okay. And you're right. You do get instant mulch. Thank you so much. Ta-da. Good. I was so afraid of an answer like, oh, wait, no, you don't want to get into that because what you haven't considered is. <laughs> you want to wear gloves and goggles. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking I wear. Long sleeves. There you go. Oh, Use okay. your protective equipment. Okay. There you have it. So, Steve, you started to mention this kufia. Yes. I, <clears throat> I love that. And you know what? I always re- recommend that for um, people who ask about hummingbird plants, mm-hmm. hummingbird flowers. I think it's, that's perfect. It's outstanding. It's a, it's a kufia, C-U-P-H-E-A is the genus that Marianne mentioned. And it's a variety called Vermillionaire, and it's uh, from Proven Winners. It reminds me of the cigar uh-huh. plant same, in the fairy same, garden. Yeah. I mean, it's area. basically, it's the same genus, yeah. So slightly different variety, but very similar in its trait. Butterflies <laughs> love it. Hummingbirds love it. And you'll literally have, it's in a four and a half inch pot now. It The plant probably in happy growing conditions might be, you know, 10, 12 inches tall, maybe 18 inches in diameter by the end of the summer, oh, maybe wow. 20 inches in diameter, and can be successfully grown in containers or in the ground, in soil. But the hummingbirds absolutely love it. And that'll have eh, maybe 1,000 flowers on it this Ish. summer as it gets to be a certain size. I mean, at the same time, it'll just be crazy loaded. Yeah, it will be. I, I had it in a combination pot last year, and the pollinators were all over it. It was bees, butterflies, mm. hummingbirds, every, all of them. They all just hung out there, that pot. So I'm, I'm going to do it again this year for oh, sure. Yeah, it's, it, to me, it's a must-have for the garden. It's great. Yeah. Uh, there's another kufia that, that we carry, too, that I did not grab. Uh, it's actually called the bat plant. And it has a red and purple yeah. flower. A little bit uh, more of a flat face. Mm-hmm, flat face, and that's kind of why they call it bat. It just kind of, the flat, flower looks like a bat. Bat face, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But red and it's, purple. It's pretty popular, too. It yes, beautiful. it is. Yeah. The great plant. Mm-hmm. So, um, the hanging baskets that are in the production greenhouse, the ones that Linda and Ava have grown. Oh, we have hanging baskets back there? <laughs> I walked back there the other day. I just was blown away. <laughs> Best yeah. ever. Oh, my God. They're just stunning. And they're the perfect truly. size to get home without, you know, jamming and cramming them. Exactly. But they're, they're instant show. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's an understatement. 
See, now I haven't been back there yet. Oh, is it honey, if you don't do anything or? else today, you have got to walk back into the production area. It's all open now. Oh, geez. They're hanging above the geraniums. They're combination planters. Oh, okay. Because I knew that you had geraniums back there. Linda well, was working on, but some, the combo, those baskets. Some yeah, people would have baskets. to dodge them when they're going down the aisle. You yeah. might not. <laughs> you might be okay. Sorry. But that, that's all right. The, the Wojo's gem vinca on those combinations that are down the main aisle. Vinca. It's just it's dripping. Just stunning. Down. Just it's incredible. Just stunning. It's pretty cool. It's like you're kind of walking through a jungle. It really is. It is. Yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. right. Neat. Yeah. And the, the greatest thing about the hanging basket is, you know, you got that beautiful combination of flowers uh hanging it but you don't have to hang it you can set it in a container exactly or on a plant stand i was mm-hmm. just thinking that yeah. just Pl- plant stands are underrated oh for, yeah. yes, they for are. using for that you don't, you know and like john said you could drop it inside a large ceramic container either in the basket itself or take it out if you wanted to yeah. and, and plant it just let it get bigger and bigger but uh just I, pedestals and plant stands are the way to go fabulous i i have two tall narrow ceramic containers and i think i'm just going to plop a couple of those in there perfect yeah like you said instant i yeah. seems like we i have was... a, a couple of customers that are that are realtors and they just covet those for staging homes for sale because it's just instant you know you don't have to mess around and plant something up you just take it and set it like we talked about, on a container, on a plant stand, or hang it. And, and a lot of people don't, when they're selling a home, don't think about that That splash of color or texture just makes such a difference when people are walking up to it or driving by. Something that's alive. Yeah, that catches their eye, just like, oh, yeah, isn't that nice? Oh, that looks homey yeah. and pleasant. Yeah. So, and actually, landscaping, uh, the overall landscaping of your home can enhance your home's value t- up to 10 to 15 percent which is pretty cool More. that is very cool yep yeah all right it seems like i was researching drought tolerant plants uh i mean i knew i was a few years back what it seems like is that i recall vinca was one and calibrecoa was one and verbena was one am i remembering those correctly Vinca, I'm pretty sure, I, I know I used, and it was great. Vinca's good. I don't know let's, that I let's thought about Let's talk about annuals first, because yeah. we could talk yeah. about annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs that would be drought tolerant more than others. But So sure. we'll break it down oh. just a little bit. So if you were going to list a few of the most drought tolerant annuals, what would you guys say? I certainly go to the sedums. Sedum, Lantana. Lantana, yeah, for uh, sure. Or oh, the okay. Portulaca is a great Portulaca, one. Uh-huh. Scaviola. Maybe. Maybe. Scaviola. It's, well, okay, I'm not going to go any further. How drought tolerant are you going to get, girl? I don't use it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Walk to the faucet <laughs> yourself. That's one, of the, one of the most outstanding <laughs> new yeah. combos that we have out there in a hanging basket is a Scaviola and Portulaca mix. Oh, yeah, that is cool. It's stunning. It yeah. truly is. Okay, uh, Portulaca is my rose moss, right? Yeah. Moss rose. And right. this one is okay. uh, the the larger one, or, or sometimes it's called purslane. Oh. So there's a, a flat-leafed variety versus the round cylindrical leaf, too. And the flat leaves have gotten a lot of play in the industry the last few years in terms of the breeding. And so there's 
outrageous colors. There's hot orange, magenta, yellow, yeah. reds, you name it. And even like anything else, they tend to bloom during the daylight hours, more yeah. so and close up a little bit at night. Yeah. But that's not just the intense sun. I mean, they're out by 7 or 8 in the morning, and they're going to be out till 8 o'clock at night. So yeah, you still get sure. a, a long bloom period out of them. But they're they're just absolutely amazing. So I would I would agree with you. Lantana, Vinca, Scavola or Scaviola, however you want to pronounce it, um, and Portulaca would be some of the most ta- the Got the caliber caliber that you mentioned. Eh. Yeah. Eh. It, it it recovers from drying out pretty well, but I wouldn't call it a as drought tolerant as some of the other things. Maybe. Okay. Good to know. How about perennials? Sedum again. Sedums again, absolutely. Echeverias. Sempervivum. Sempervivums, yes. Um, even some of the sages, um, the, uh, the, the Russian sage type plants would be pretty high on the list, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, most of the ornamental grasses mm-hmm. would be good. Uh-huh. Um, the Delosperma, uh-huh. fire and ice would be really good uh, lavenders epimedium is is a good one too for uh, they, you know they're a dry great, shade they're a great ground cover yeah absolutely for for a dry shade that's exactly right and what is it called epimedium epimedium I'm, what's the common name I i'm just trying to think of it <laughs> i, I can't too. think of is it, it bishop cap or oh that's it yeah, yeah that's it and, and i've i have um i think five colors coming in so Wow. Yeah, it's great. I've, I've got a lot of that at my house. And even though hostas wouldn't be considered necessarily a drought-tolerant plant, they're so darn tough. Oh, my gosh. They find a shady yeah. area that competed with trees. When uh, you see something dug out of the ground, set on, on concrete driveway, and left there all winter, I call that drought-tolerant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And comes right back to life in the yeah. spring. For sure. Uh, Hermocallus, the daylily. I might call it yeah, Also, those. <laughs> concrete growers. <laughs> no, th- yeah, those would be fantastic. Those, those guys are pretty the tough. The tweeds, you know. Yep. <laughs> Give us a call at 356-9397 if you'd like to join in the conversation with the plant experts. You can also text 351-5357. Something that's going to arrive uh Perhaps as early as tomorrow, but for sure by Monday sometime, we've got an edible ornamental pepper. I can't wait. Uh, you know, we have we carry all these ornamental peppers in with the with the flowers, yep. just for that textural difference, that change. And we'll carry them not only in the spring, but in the late summer and the fall because they're just a great addition to the garden. Well, we have one now that's marketed. I think it's called Sweet and Pretty. I believe it's a variety. Name. That's what you said, yeah. And uh, we'll have a, quite a few of those coming in. But it's an edible one, and it's sweet. It's not hot. Cool. Some of the Some of the ornamental ones, even though we advise not eating them, are uh, more on the hot side. Yep. But yeah, they're certainly be. bred for their looks and not the flavors. So the flavor could be anywhere yeah. of the ornamentals. But this one I'm really excited about because I yeah. think if it's, if it's really pretty like the others. So for myself, not for myself personally, but I tend to order a little bit on the large side just to make sure we don't run out of things. And I placed an order for them, and I was telling Marianne about it, and you could see this light in her eyes. <laughs> and it was like, I guess I should have ordered more, huh? I really do enjoy ordering So I ordered more. so pretty. <laughs> you did? Oh, yeah, because, because I know she's going to be u- not only using it, but recommending it. Yeah, I will. 
Tell me uh, the name well, again. Mm-hmm. Tell me the, the name again. What it is? Sweet and pretty. I think sweet. is what you it's said. It's pretty and sweet, or sweet and pretty, one okay. or the other. Okay. For edible ornamental peppers, my husband's gonna love that. Oh, cool. Yeah. See. And he loves sweet peppers anyway, so it's okay that they're just sweet and not too hot. And you can put them in a combo pot. I mean, that's where ornamental peppers You're belong, so I pretty. think. I mean, you put them in the ground, too. But um, I just, you know, just having them around, it's like having basil around everywhere. I just like the idea of it. it smells good. But it's even better with the colors that pop. Oh, gosh, yeah. With the peppers. Absolutely. That's the Oranges point. and yellows Absolutely. and reds. And, yeah. Absolutely, it is. Have a little snack while you're walking around the yard. Yeah, why not? So what else you got there, Marianne, that caught your eye? Well, actually, these caught John's eye. I so love I love this begonia. I, I do, too. I, I just love it. Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova. That's a begonia? Yes. It's almost like an yeah, arrow, arrow-shaped tight. leaf. And Isn't that pretty? Yes. Burgundy. <gasps> leaves. Yeah. I see. That's what the greatest attribute about most begonias are, is the foliage. Yeah. But this one's got both foliage and beautiful flower. Yes. What do you call that uh, hot orange paprika, maybe? Pep- yeah, I'd say you're pushing your paprika there. I pushing like that. Pushing paprika, okay. Morning Very sun, pretty. afternoon shade. You ready for another text? Yep. Yeah. All right. Hydrangeas, I just moved in a place last fall. I did not cut mine back. Do I cut them back now? I do see growth is happening at the base. Hmm. Nice. I don't know if they would be willing to follow us with a call or a follow-up text at all, but did they see flowers on it last year? Do we know what kind of hydrangea it might be so we could give the proper advice? So if it had like orange or not orange, if it had pink or blue flowers on it, maybe it's and that were more rounded, we would recommend one thing versus if it was more of a conical-shaped yeah. Panicle shaped flower. Okay. So we'll, we'll give that person a minute and see if they can. Yeah, you know what? The, text that that's info. that's one of our most common questions. Why Absolutely. didn't my hydrangea bloom? And typically it's because they were pruned at the wrong time. Because the, the, the type that Steve was just talking about bloom well now they bloom on old and new wood. They used to just bloom on old wood. Oh, so if okay. you're pruning in the spring before they flower, you're cutting off all the flowers. Right. So if you have to prune it, you want to prune that particular one right after they flowered. So I guess if, if they come back and say, well, I, I, I don't know, I can't tell you, I would take the conservative approach. And if there's any spent flower heads from last year still on the plant, I would remove those and then probably do nothing else. Absolutely. That's what I would advise as well. Just I always tell d- people to, do to it. watch when it blooms and look at the shape of the flower, and, and then you'll know when. And so spent flower heads, the texture, just go ahead and remove those. Do nothing else. Get a sense for what kind of hydrangea it might be. It doesn't have to be variety specific. It's more of the type. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we can advise better off uh, once they know what they've got. Okay. And and really the issue is whether it blooms on new or old wood. Yes. And the, the... Probably the most common one that is grown around here is the paniculata, uh, which has the, the panicle form, mm-hmm. flower. And, and really just in the ones. last 10 or 15 years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Be- before that, it was the arborescence, yeah. the big, mm-hmm. what is called snowball hydrangea, both of which bloom on new wood. So yeah. it doesn't matter when you print it. They bloomed absolutely beautifully. Oh, cool. They were around. They were round, I'm assuming. Maybe arborescence? I'm going to guess so, especially if they were white. 
Um, yeah. We don't know yet if they were white, though. Yeah. I don't think. So if they were white, um, I don't know if they started to emerge yet out of the ground or not in their particular case. They did say that it was beginning to grow out of the ground, yes. Mm-hmm. So if they look clean and there's not a whole bunch of dead twigs and stuff like that that got spanked back, I'd just let them go. Or if you want to thin them out, go ahead and do that with the, the older wood uh, because it's going to bloom on the new wood, the the big old-fashioned snowball hydrangea. And okay. one of the things that I'm not saying this is everybody should do this, but if if they tend to get too floppy uh, with the weight of the flowers on there, then I would consider cutting them lightly back, maybe about a fourth or so now. Having the stems be a little bit thicker, you'll delay the blooming a little bit more, but you'll have a little bit more rigid, sturdy plant. That's a good if you idea. Do that. Or uh, sometimes we'll even use a, a peony ring or some sort of cage just to help let it grow up through that to support oh, them. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. They were blue and purple. Oh. Oh, is right. Okay. So they are a macrophylla. Yep. So that's the ones you don't want to uh, cut unless you know that they're ones that bloom on old and new wood. And if they've been there a while, they're probably ones that bloom on old wood. So you don't want to cut them now. So... Uh, as far as to keep them blue or purple, that means they're responding to a, an acidic soil. Right. So would you guys go ahead and as a preventative, would you use anything to help acidify it? Or would you wait and see and then uh, perhaps apply something if you don't like the color well enough? Well, uh, the issue is if you don't do the acidifier, but they're probably going to bloom a little more pinkish. Probably. Purplish pink, maybe. Uh, around here, usually pink. But uh, yeah. if you, you do acidify the soil, it's going to maintain that coloration, that blue-purple coloration. So that's that, that kind of treatment is what I would do if that's the color I'm trying to achieve. And if you want to use something that's going to be a little bit more gentle as far as not introducing a trace element that might be toxic, you could use just soil sulfur. Sure. And not use an aluminum sulfate product because if you misapply the aluminum sulfate, there's a greater chance the aluminum could cause damage to the of plants. Burning, yeah. mm-hmm. What about near pine trees? Do they at all make, I mean, add? They ca- they any can to absolutely, the but if it's just near, it's probably not that much of an issue. If it's underneath, oh. they they can help lower the pH of the soil absolutely but then you got other problems with hydrangeas because you're not going to compete with the pine tree from a moisture standpoint and that hydrangea is just going to suffer poorly yep Yep. yeah three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number or you can text us at three five one five three five seven for prairie gardens plant experts live here is a text and because we were just talking about linda and how busy she's been back in the greenhouses this text says I would like to compliment Linda. She is the young lady that is responsible for the beautiful, absolutely stunning geraniums and all the hanging baskets. She has more than a green thumb. She has two green hands. (laughs) (laughs) At the very least, yes. (laughs) We would agree. Thank you, Linda. Uh, for all of your hard work, she or thanks to Linda for all of her hard work, she is fabulous. We'll go back and tell her because I know she's not listening to us because she's she too busy. Fabulous. I didn't realize Linda's mom was texting these days. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we That's we, all right. we 100% That's agree so with true. the texture. Absolutely, she and, she and Emma have she's just a, done a fabulous job mm-hmm. back there. Critical just part of the team. I mean, and when you think about the ability to actually go to a place where these things are grown and go get it right out of the greenhouse. Yeah, or talk to the person who's been yeah, doing it. Yeah, yeah. And you they know, oh, just, yeah, you want that one, not lost. that one. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty, yeah, pretty it cool. Is. Yeah. 
That's a great. And point. she's she's a gardener herself too, so it's not like she just is in this little laboratory. She's yep. a gardener and she knows what works and tries different things herself and gets more excited about something because it's foolproof and very rewarding. And but yeah, the baskets back there are best ever. The geraniums are best ever. Yep. Pretty incredible. And the caladiums that are back there that are forcing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. There's some leaves that are, I don't want to say just bigger than your head, but I'm they're like twice as big. As kind of I mad, totally have to they? find a place for those in my yard. I, yeah. Those are just too stunning. Well, I do want to thank the person who uh, who took the time to text in. And that was shared. nice. That thank was you. very nice. That was terrific. Yeah. Let's go back to the text lines. Have you heard of many hostas not up yet? 70% up, 30% not. Is that strange? No. Well, I don't think so. That's from Tom. No. No? Okay. No. In fact, hosta, every variety comes from a different, not everyone, there's different species involved in hosta, and some of them come up really early, some of them don't. Um, just depends on, on what their breeding is. Okay. The so. Breeding and so much their microclimate. Oh, and certainly the microclimate. Oh. Or whether or not you have them in the ground or laying on top of the ground. In your driveway? <laughs> yeah. Since last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Regarding Linda, she texted back and said, I'm not her mom, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Steve. That's so sweet. <laughs> little snarky boy. No, no, I, yeah, I, seriously. I knew it wouldn't be her mom texting. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. But, yeah, not only Linda, but everybody out here at Prairie Gardens. You've got a good crew. Uh, it's not only just really sweet and and easy to talk to, everybody knows uh everything around here i mean everybody's an expert i want to say with the plants well and some you're giggling mary <laughs> it's that was about the sweet it, part i think oh so. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> well the the thing is if if there's somebody that doesn't know the answer we're all going to find it out together yeah so sure. you don't so, have people so coming yeah. into the store okay, is john or mary are john or marianne either are steve is he here i have to speak to an expert <laughs> you can talk to somebody else. Are, are they an expert? <laughs> well, mo- yeah. most of most of us have been gardening for a long time, and yeah. most of us have made a lot of mistakes. And we've learned from the mistakes, or we've learned from mistakes from one another, or from friends who've tried something, or this or that, or whatnot. So we're always learning from customers, from each other. I learn something new every from, day. I oh, mean, absolutely. seriously. Practical like experience. Somebody comes in and and we're talking about something, and it's like. I know that. I, seriously, it's just, it's an amazing field to be in. I, I enjoy it quite a lot. It is. And and you know what? Over the last few years, the industry has done a, such an incredible job of information about the plants. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, all of our trees and shrubs and many of the annuals and some of the perennials have, have all the information on the labels that you would ever want to know about it. Yeah. You know, height perimeters, sun requirements. Read the label? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? And and sometimes it's just a little bit of, of if you actually sh- are working with somebody and you show them, you know, the the information that's available, they just love it. You know? Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. It's it's really gratifying. Yeah. Um, Mother's Day coming up in just a couple of weeks. No. Uh, one week or two. How about weeks? a week from tomorrow? Oh. <gasps> Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it's gonna it's gonna that. catch there everybody by surprise. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Now there's just and again, the store's completely full of Mother's Day gift ideas, whether it's in the boutique, or the candles, or I love the home new accents, framing, um, and of course the garden center. Yeah. 
the little planters that you have for only six ninety nine are uh, uh, Brian was sweet enough to point them out so that I could really take a look at. They all have the, the clever sayings. funniest expre- uh, like sayings. Yes, like uh, this area really needed a plant. Signed, the plant lady, the crazy plant lady, you know, <laughs> or a coffee mug that's just called crazy plant lady. Uh, uh, Jeannie, Jeannie chose some really incredible oh. ones, and Brian's got an incre- uh, just a fantastic display. So there's an eight-foot section over there just of, a, of yes. these theme yeah. uh, pots. Great so stuff. Great, yes. great gift ideas. And then the Roker, um, new little, I don't even know what to call them, kind of a miniature... I, what would, teeny, I, I don't even know how to describe tiny. them. Spit it out, Steve. I can't. <laughs> That's a, Please okay. spit it for me. You know those people who can set up a scene, a miniature scene, inside a bottle cap? Oh, there's a name for that. Uh, right. So so that's what it is, if you know the they're name. Three, they're, they're, <laughs> I would call them a three, three-dimensional puzzle. So they're not a diorama. Not really. Not really. But they're a, they're a kit of some sort here, and there's a greenhouse, there's different rooms, there's a library. It's almost there's like a small dollhouse. Some yeah. of them have lights. Yes. I, it's just amazing. I, and you just put them together. And I want them all. It's they're a, just so fun. It's a local company here. Yeah, uh, isn't that amazing? They distributes them in the U.S., and they're, they're dominant in uh, Europe and um, in Asia, and they're, oh, they man. wanted to... Explore the independent garden center market. So they set up this incredible display here in the store and going to get some feedback and some sales information to see how that works. And then they'll be, if that works well, which I think it will, they'll be pushing it to oh, independent it. garden centers across the U.S. That's darling. So yeah, I think they would, even for an adult, it would make a great gift for an adult. Uh, mm-hmm. They're just fun things. Mm-hmm. So one looks like a little greenhouse and one looks like a, a little, oh, they have one where you're like in the bath. Uh, little room where uh oh the library yes. i love the library the library is really all cool. of the books but you look at all those little pieces it's like and right be sure you have your glasses closed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a magnifying glass so yeah. if it does rain today or tomorrow or this week come out to the greenhouses because you'll be totally undercover and dry and you can just shop and again it's time to start buying and stacking Yes. That's right. It and is. And then put it in when you think it's warm enough and when it's dry enough. See, I was only four weeks off in Promising Spring, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live with our plant experts, Mary Ann Metz, John Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our executive producer is Dave Leak. A podcast of this show will be available later today at WDWS.com. Just click on Multimedia and you'll be able to find it. You can also find previous shows there as well. If you have, uh, if you want to get a hold of us during the week, just email your questions to plantexperts at wdws.com. Enjoy your weekend, and thanks for listening. Prairie Gardens is a store full of great Mother's Day gift ideas. Boutique, candles, framing, gift cards, and flowers. Lots of flowers. More flowers than you'll see anywhere. This week, 50-count flats of impatience are only $14.97. Plus, Boston fern hanging baskets and hibiscus bush are just $16.97. And see hundreds of other great Mother's Day gift ideas and specials at prairiegardens.com. Prairie Gardens, locally owned plant experts. Extraordinary gardening, home decor, framing, and boutique.